Australia. Um, I mean, obviously, the, the culture and the people are awesome. Uh, what, I guess one of the most fun things we get to do is travel, you know, and you guys definitely have a beautiful country. Um, whenever we do get uh, a day off, which is not too often, but we've been able to go surfing and, you know, hit up some... Uh, we had a buddy last time took us around on his, in his big old Jeep, and we got dirty, and <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> oh, cool, mate. Now, uh, for listeners that haven't heard of POD, tell us a bit of your story. Uh, whereabouts were you born and raised? Um, right here in San Diego, California. Uh, we started, man, a long time ago, almost uh, going on 26 years. So we just, you know, we started as young kids, just having fun out here. And, uh, you know, we always believed in our message and we always were grateful and humbled by you know our faith and our god and it was just something that came across in our music you know never thinking that we would uh you know leave the county or even san diego but um you know we were blessed to do things on our own you know sign a major deal and then be able to travel the world which has been awesome and tell us a bit about your personal faith journey uh were you raised in a religious household or no i mean i was you know i come from a um immigrant family so you know, my grandmother, you know, we were raised Catholic, but it was more like a, a routine, you know, um, grew up in a young family and, you know, watched a lot of crazy stuff happen. But um, really it happened through my mom's, um, her sickness and her death. She passed away of leukemia when I was a teenager, but watching her example, you know, of her love for, for Christ and uh, it stuck with me. And so it just kind of put me in this this mindset of, you know, what am I going to do with my life and you know how I want to be a great person like her and you know I just it was the strength of hers and so it's been a journey you know I, I asked Lord into my heart and and once I did that it became more of a, a calling that I would share that with whoever would listen and music's a big way of doing that. And tell us about how the name P.O.D. came about what's it stand for what's it mean? P.O.D. it started as payable on death and here in the states and there's a, it's a banking term. You know, when someone um, passes on and passes away, it's kind of what they leave behind. So we related that to uh, Jesus Christ on the cross, you know, redemption, salvation, paying the ultimate debt. And, and also when you're kids, it sounds heavy, and, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> it sounds like it competes with the rest of the crazy bands out there. And, but after a while, you just uh, you break it down a little bit, and it became P.O.D., and when you guys really hit the big time, uh, there was a few big songs that came out back then. I remember the song Alive and uh, mm-hmm. Youth of the Nation and Boom. You know, all these massive songs were getting played on mainstream radio all over the world. 
What was it like for you uh, when you went from becoming just a local band to a global success? How, how did that? Uh, what was the ride like? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's insane when you think about it. You know, I mean, we our first um, album came out uh, right before that, and uh, you know, we never knew what it was going to do, and we went platinum here in the state on that, and so that's kind of when things took off. But we were working so hard and it was such a whirlwind of stuff, um, you know. And then we just knew that we always still wanted to incorporate you know, our faith and that hope and our music. And at that time, you know, Alive happened to be number one here on the States at Rock Radio. And then our album release was 9-11 here in the States, which, as we know, you know, one of the biggest tragedies in, in, in the States. And so at that time, it just resonated even more because people were looking for answers. People were looking for hope. You know, they didn't want to hear your everyday nonsense. You know, everybody had a... They were at the time of searching all around the world. And so, you know, as... As luck would have it, here we were with this song that was speaking about being alive and, and being grateful, you know. And tell us a bit about what it's like in the uh, the metal scene. Like, you, you perform in all sorts of concerts with all the, you know, the big mainstream secular metal acts mm-hmm. and the heavy acts, you know. Uh, it must be uh, difficult sometimes because you guys are Christians and you're trying to live a life for God. Uh, but it must be also awesome because you can shine a light in that area, hey? Well, that's, that's the hope. You know, Jesus... Scripture says he didn't have a place to lay his head. We we weren't called to be dormant. We weren't called to to sit in four walls. You know, I see the church as a medic tent. You know, we go in there, we <laughs> we heal up our bandages, we we get prepared, and then we go out into the real world. You know, and but the thing is with us is we've never used our faith or the name of Jesus for a marketing tool. It was this is this is art. We're creating art, and in anything, whether you play music, whether you you're an artist, whether whatever your field is, you're called to be excellent. Because people people recognize the excellence. This world doesn't, it, it, they're tired of listening to people talk about it. You know, so we knew it's just, okay, we're open about our faith. We're not denying that. And really in this metal, secular metal scene, that's, a, that's a pretty much a no-no. So we realized that as our music had to be 10 times better than who we were playing with, because they weren't going to like us because we said the name Jesus, you know what I mean? We knew we knew that they were going to hate us for that. But if the music is undeniable, then it opens up the door to say, hey, you know what? Man, those guys are awesome. Their music's awesome. And, man, they even talk about some, some pretty cool stuff, some positive stuff. And it opens up the door. And so we continue to kind of have that mentality, whereas we believe we're stepping out into a, you know, this isn't the Christian music scene, you know what I mean? This is we're out here in the real world, and, you know, we're competing with the best. But once you get out there same thing you're called to live it you know where none of us are perfect there's ups and downs but this is the journey of faith is holding on to those promises you know and holding on to to our 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 salvation and living it so that people say hey man that guy you know he's the real deal i i and so i just tried to create the best relationships i could you know in in this industry hoping that that enough you know when the time is right for anybody that it would speak volumes you know and it's not coming off as I'm just telling them how to live their lives. And I love the fact that you guys do have a massive platform. I can remember when the movie uh, Here Comes the Boom came out with uh, Kevin James <laughs> and they used your song. Yeah. And, you know, that song is one of my wife's favourite songs. She actually does the vacuuming to that song. <laughs> boom, here comes the boom. She loves it. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Was that a, was that a massive uh, platform for you when that movie came out and, and did lots of new opportunities open up then? Yeah, I mean, at that point, the song had already been out for quite some time, you know. But even that song, I mean, that song is just fun. It's, it's, 
lots of energy, you know, but it's still people recognize and say, hey, that's a good tune. What, what band is that? Oh, that's that band POD. And then they, that's when you just, you believe that all things fall in place, the spirit works it out. And, and then they're always going to get this sense of, oh, that's a, that band that has faith. That's that Christian band, you know, and it's just, but every, every opportunity we've had, you know, it's just, it's always been a blessing. It's been huge. Um, and so, you know, we're still doing it 26 years later. We, we don't take anything for granted. And then there's been a, a clip that's gone, uh, you know, had a lot of attention recently, Goodbye For Now, which features Katy Perry. Uh, before she was, yes. uh, I think she was Katy Hudson back then, wasn't she? What was it like working with her? <laughs> <laughs> she, she was still Katy Perry at the time. She just wasn't, she just wasn't known. But we were actually working with a, 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 just an amazing producer by the name of Glenn Ballard. And um, at the time, he was working with, with Katie, and we had just mentioned, man, this song is it's a beautiful song. We'd love to have some, you know, maybe some soaring female vocals, you know. And, and he said, man, I got, let me introduce you to a friend I'm working with. And she would come by the studio, have dinner with us. You know, we got to know her pretty well, and we'd, you know, we got her whole story of her, you know, raised up in a, in a house of faith and a lot of the stuff she was doing because we didn't know. You know, now she was out in Hollywood trying to pursue her music career. And so, you know, it was an awesome time of friendship with her back then. And then, yeah, before you know it, she became the Katy Perry. <laughs> maybe maybe she'll ask you to go on one of her songs soon, huh? <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I'm always game. <laughs> <laughs> now, talking about uh, talking about artists, uh, you know, there's been lots of, uh, you know, Christian metal bands over the years that, that I've enjoyed listening to, uh, you know, artists like uh, Living Sacrifice or there was uh, PAX mm. 217. Uh, you know, there's other. Oh, what, yeah. what, what are the bands that you, that you are hanging out with these days in the Christian scene? Because, you know, in Australia, th- there isn't much Christian metal played on radio these days. You've got to kind of search for it. What, what, what are the big Christian metal bands now around uh, your circles? Um, I mean, I know a lot of individuals, you know, that are, are believers and, and they play in bands, you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, again, it's, I think it's more of a strategic thing where a lot of people, they don't wave this banner of, of Christianity in the music scene because they, they want to be received for what it is. You know, it's almost like you, again, like I said before, you create this art and people accept you for what it is, whether it's, you know, and then you're not even facing any judgment on either side, you know, so... One of my favorites out today is a band called Islander. Um, I mean, you have all the old school bands that have Christian roots, you know, like Under Oath and Devil Wears Prada and For Today. I know they just retired, but they were amazing. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of good groups out there making noise. I found that band name recently, uh, Demon Hunter. What a great name for a band, hey? <laughs> That's pretty straightforward, huh? <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. Uh, and mate, I'm I just think curious. They even started out, it really is just a. As, as a joke, I mean, not a joke, but it was just like, you know, let's have some fun, let's do something crazy. And because, the mu- again, because the music was so good and there was an acceptance, it was they just kind of ran with it. But I know the two brothers in that band, when I was, you know, we were starting out, they were an amazing band called Training for Utopia, and I, I believe was way ahead of their time. And uh, today is still one of my, you know, favorite records was, was from those guys. Mm, very cool. Now, Brian Head Welch uh, from the band Corn has had so much attention with his testimony and you know his uh, mm-hmm. amazing conversion. And y- you guys do a bit uh, with a group called the Whosoever's. Tell us about all that. Yes, well, it just really it started off as um, more of just a brotherhood. You know, we there's there's lots of artists that are in this business. You know, the secular world, and we just need that accountability. And 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 we also want to be 
surrounded by people that speak the language, you know? And so it really started off with him and my friend Ryan and, and, you know, Lacey came alongside from Flyleaf and, and we just started to be, you know, we got asked to share our testimonies in some churches and some rehabs and stuff like that. And then it really just kind of opened up a bigger door to be able to do that. Um, but ultimately, you know, again, it's more, it's more of an accountability. It's really just a brotherhood, you know, not everybody speaks the language of Christianity, you know? And so for us, it's like, Hey, you know, you're still in corn. I'm still in POD. We're out in the real world, but we want to be accountable. You know, we want you to, we want to check up on each other. We, we want to have someone to pray with. We want to have someone that understands what we're going to, you know, going through and, you know, have not been too sheltered, uh, you know, and, and more of a, sometimes we get sheltered. We stay in the church too long. You know, we really don't see past our church walls. And so these are just artists, men and women that are, are doing it. And they have a, a heart to go out and win the world for Jesus. And tell us how you came up with the name The Whosoever's. Well, obviously it's, a, it's said a lot in, in Scripture, but John 3.16 is one of the most famous. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And when you really look at that word, whosoever, it really does mean anybody. It's not you know, just your, your, your religious sex or your, your Baptist or your Pentecostal, you know, this is talking to your average person, any color, any race, any, you know, any country, no matter what you're going through, it's asking, God is asking you and pleading with you saying, Hey, just listen to my son. He showed you, he showed you the way, believe in my son. And that's really just the roots of where it starts. You know, we can become too, you know, religious and too, um, you know, we we have a tendency to just be too legalistic in a lot of things when it really just comes down to believing in Jesus and what he did for us and then, you know, expressing and sharing that same love with one another. Now, I know you guys are very active on social media. Uh, tell us a bit about uh, how that has changed for you as a band. Uh, do you get to interact uh, with, uh, you know, your, your fans a lot? And is there opportunities you have to, you know, help people out a lot in social media too? Most definitely. I, I think that is the, the best part about social media is you can, you know, you can reach out to a stranger halfway across the world that just says, hey, your music has meant so much to me, you know, it saved my life, or hey, I even started going to church because of you, this song. Or, and then, you, you know, you never had that access before, not only to be encouraged by their story, but, to, you know, it takes two seconds to write back and say, hey, man, <laughs> I appreciate your words, you know, I love you, man, I, you know, I hope that you're doing well, and it just... And it means so much, you know, and then there's the downside too. you know, you also have people that can get on there and say, you know, we can't stand you. We hate you. You're not a real believer. You're not a real Christian. How could you, you know, how could you do this? And so you just have to discern through it all. And you really do have to be confident in the word of God and who you are, you know, as a believer and, and, and stick to the calling. And for you as a lead singer and a songwriter, and you, you know, you're always doing interviews, you're traveling the world, you know, what do you do for your personal time with God? Do you have like a devotion that you go through or what do you do? Definitely. I mean, obviously I, I have my word, you know, and the, another good thing about technology is there are so many cool, you know, apps that you can just even, even, that even pop up throughout the day, you know, almost just a little scripture here or there, or a little commentary. Um, you know, and again, that's, like I said, with the who service, you always have friends that you can call. There's always people that, you, you know, you can be encouraged by. I am always grateful for how many believers are out there in the world that continue to come to our shows 
and you know they're like they're just refreshing there's so many of them that aren't afraid to come out to a show or or be in a secular venue and just come and say hey i'm gonna go hang out with my brothers today because and pray with them and hang out with them and eat with them you know and encourage them because i know they've been on the road i know they must be tired you know so that's what the church is supposed to be is to bless one another to take care of each other well, mate, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you out here in Australia. I know you're uh, performing at all the capital cities, and uh, you guys are going to sure. do a lot of songs from your Satellite album, which, uh, of course, had the, the big hits like Boom and uh, Alive and Youth of the Nation, all those big songs. Yeah. Uh, is there any other new stuff you're going to be throwing in the show? Um, yeah, because usually that, you know, that's probably about 50 minutes to an hour, so... Uh, we'll throw in some other, you know, songs that people know from our first album, and then, we, you know, we, we we have a great catalog. So it's just deciding what songs you want to play. You know, sometimes we just we'll wing it and we'll ask the crowd what what they want to hear. You know, but it's going to be great because Satellite was our most successful. It, it has a lot of um, meaning to us, and it did really well over there. Uh, in your neck of the woods. Mm. Well, we're looking forward to hanging out. I'll I'll see if I can, you know, I'll talk to your manager, see if we can get a backstage pass. We can get a selfie together, hey? Hey, man. <laughs> you know it. That would be awesome, brother. <laughs> cool. All right, mate. It's so good to talk to you. Uh, we've been chatting to Sonny from the band POD. I reckon you're a history maker. Looking forward to seeing you in Australia. Thanks for joining us. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, bro. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater. And why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor.